Hello everyone, this is Michelle Birdie, and you're listening to The Wordsworth from the Moscow Times. I must admit that I don't think very much about calendars or dates or months. They just are. 365 days in a year, except leap year, 12 months, and a little rhyme to remember which months have 30 days and which have 31. And that's it. Of course, I'm wrong. Today's calendar is more or less agreed upon, with a few exceptions, especially among religious communities, to facilitate understanding and, more importantly, commerce and interstate relations. You need to be sure you know when your shipments of widgets are arriving to meet the boats, or when a head of state will arrive so that you can polish the silver and bring out the band. But it wasn't always that way. In old Russia, people lived by their own calendar for centuries. For the Slavic tribes, the new year began in March with the new life of spring. This practice continued well into the 12th and 13th centuries in many places, while at the same time, the Byzantine calendar began on September 1st. It must have been a scheduling nightmare, as scribes from Byzantium or monks living in Ephesus wrote their counterparts in Muscovy to set up a visit. Na Novi Gud priyedite? Na kakoi? You'll be here for New Year's. Which one? Finally, in 1492, Grand Prince Ivan III, Ivan the Great, not the Terrible, threw in the towel with Byzantium and moved New Year's Day to September 1st. But there was another problem, the year. It was first figured from the creation of the world, which by what we now call 1699 was only 7,208. By then, Europe was starting the year in January, not September or March. Peter the Great, who had traveled all over Europe and realized the benefit of a unified system, decreed that December 19th, 7,208, would become January 1st, 1700, and that henceforth, January 1st would be the start of every new year. So, the year 7,208 was the shortest year in Russian history, lasting from September 1st through December 31st. That problem was solved, but there remained the issues of months. For one thing, the word mesits meant moon, and a month was, well, a moon. That is, the period from moon to moon. For another, there were lots of names for each month, depending on what part of what is now Russia people lived in. In general, the names of months described the weather or natural world during each 30-ish day period. Once the Slavic tribes were baptized, their educated monks and leaders, both secular and religious, had much more contact with counterparts all over Europe and to the south and east. Those folks used the names of months in the Julian calendar, which were based on the names of Greek and Roman gods and numbers. Over time, Slavic scribes, travelers, monks, and state officials 
began to use these newfangled month names, despite how odd they sounded. They were also spelled in many, many different ways. Here's one list of the months from January to December. Januari, Februar, Marot, April, Mai, Iun, Nul, August, Centembri, Octembri, November, Decembar. Apparently, the scribes and writers corresponding with foreigners, or sometimes each other, often use both the foreign names of months and their own more lyrical names. For example, someone might write, Misitz Octembri, Reksha Listopat, the month of October, that is, leaf fall. And then, over the centuries, the foreign month names got recified. Januari became a more recognizable word, Janvar. August was turned into the more pronounceable, August, and so on. And those lovely, evocative, lyrical original names were no longer used and almost forgotten in Russian. But if we were living about a thousand years ago, in land that would become Russia, we'd call the month of June, Yun, Izok. One source states that this month went from the end of May through the first half of June and described the main feature of that period, bugs. This seems like a bit of armchair etymology, but apparently Izok meant bug-eyed, from Iz, from or out, and Oko, I. And it referred to the cicade, the cicadas, and kuznichki, grasshoppers, that filled the fields. In the lands now Ukraine and Belarus, the folks have kept their old month names. Since they are farther to the south, they had a slightly different problem, larvae, chervi. In Ukrainian, June is chervin, and in Belarusian, it's chervin. Sorry for my miserable pronunciation. In other parts of what would become Russia, the month was called Kresin or Kresnik, from an old word that meant solstice and or the fire lit on the eve of St. John the Baptist Day, which is in Russian, Dzin Ivana Kupala. It was also called Chlebarost, the time when grain grows, or Svetozar, the light from heat lightning, or Zemlinichnik, the time of field strawberries. Sources I can't confirm give more names, Raznatsvet, multicolored, from the displays of flowers, and Mlechin, milky, from the white nights. Mlechniput is the Milky Way. July, Iul, up north in Russia, was called Chervin, for all those caterpillars and larvae that already made farmers crazy in the south the month before. This month went from about mid-June to about mid-July, It seems like the big agricultural event of the month was the flowering of the linden tree, Lipa. So the month was called Lipets or Lipin, which is what it still is called in Ukrainian and Belarusian. This was the peak of summer, so the month was also called Makushkaleta, literally the top of summer's head, or Srednaletia, midsummer. It also had names that described typical weather, Zharnik from Jara, heat, and Groznik, from Graza, thunderstorm, or Gramavik, from Grom, thunder. 
or it was named for the heavy workload in the fields. Stradnik, suffering time. Senazarnik, the time when the hay ripens. Senastaf, the time when the hay is piled up. Or Senakosnik, Senakosits, the time when the hay is cut. The final month of summer, August, August, which stretched from mid-July to mid-August, was Zarev, which Thasmer defines in his etymological dictionary as a derivation of the verb revit, to cry, what cows and other domestic animals do when they're in heat. Other dictionaries connect it with, well, heat of a different kind, zarnitsa, heat lightning. And the month was called zarevnik, zarnichnik, zarnik, zarnichik. Of course, to the south, the harvest was already being taken in. And so in Ukraine, the month is Serpin, from the word for sickle, Serp. And in Belarus, it's Zhniven, reaping, Zhatva. Again, apologies for my pronunciation. This time of year was also called Vignette's Leta, the wreath or crown of summer, or the time when everything was Gusta, abundant, Gusta Yed, Gustar, or the most generous time of the year, Chleba Sol, Shedrin. It was also the time to get working in the summer kitchen, Pripasicha, from Pripas, provisions, or Sobericha, from Sebirats, take in, to gather up. Now, this week marks the true Makushka Leta, top of summer, and Dzin Ivana Kupala, St. John the Baptist Day. It's time to jump over some bonfires. That's it for this week. Das Dici, nas Leduci Nidele. Paka!